0: Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q.
1: I don't know why I always think that's all the single ladies. I always feel like that starts off all the single ladies. It doesn't. I know it doesn't. All
2: right, you said who's that again? That's Anderson Pack.
1: There you go. Yeah, but but you're right. It does have that same. At the very beginning, it sounds like I'm about to hear all the single ladies. All I I promise you, that's what I feel like I'm going to hear. This is unnecessary. We're from the ladies too. Yeah, there you go. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Ari, he's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio, Studio Q. Uh, coming up at 3.30, Tony Crosby the second from the Slashers, Slam Ball. Uh, he does a fantastic job. He's the most exciting player in Slam Ball. He'll join the show. Then at 4 o'clock, four o'clock excuse me, Bart Scott, former NFL linebacker, will be in studio there with Ari. He's a pretty intimidating dude, Ari, so you better be on your A game. I'm just saying, Bart's my guy. <laughs> He, he, he always is a fan of unnecessary roughness. Anytime I say some unnecessary roughness to him, he always gets fired up. So, I'm not responsible for what may happen. While he's in studio We'll be you.
2: all right. I've, I've been around some people that are seven times the size of me. No problem. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy, even though he can <laughs> crush me with one hand. That's cool. No, nah, Bart, Bart's <laughs> he a good is a nice dude. Guy, yes. Bart's a good I dude. Mean, Can't wait
1: to talk to him coming up at 4 o'clock. He'll be there in studio, the Family Cadillac Performance Studio. Uh, Vice Raider hit me up on Twitter and said, I love how Q did a fighter video game crossover <laughs> with Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Finish him is what the narrator says in Mortal Kombat before the fatality victory. I take it that Q was an actual fighter and not a video game fighter, <laughs> and that's Vice Raider. No, 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 I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> I was never that guy. Not going not gonna to try to front. I let that to uh, all those other cats, right? I was like, hey, man, I was, you know who I was, and I know that this will not shock anybody at all. I was the guy that instigated all the fights. I was the guy that got you to fight your, your homeboy. Right. I'd be the guy that'd be in the middle of the of the little fight and, or, you know, it, it wouldn't even be a fight at first. It'd be two guys looking at each other, talking trash, knowing damn well they didn't want nothing to do with fighting each other. And I'd be in the middle like, I don't know why you letting him talk about you like that. You know, he's always talking about you all the time, you know. And then, I mean, he's doing this. He's doing that. I mean, if it was up to me, I'd just go ahead and whoop him. But that's you. If you want to take that, that's on you. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't take it, but that's you.
2: You hit him with the finish him.
1: There it is. There it is. To finish him, I would do that. And you know what the you know what the best instigating move ever was, ever. This was my best one I ever did. I would stand behind a guy like say it was you, Ari. Say it was like you and mm. Demond were squaring oh, up, boy. right? I don't know why I don't know why I picked you and Demond to go up against Thanks each other. A lot. Yeah, no problem. Well, Demond is all muscle. He he ain't about that life. So don't worry about it. So, I'm sure
2: I'll be just fine against <laughs> against Demond. No, well we're about Scott while we're at it?
1: Yeah, right there. Yeah. What I would do is I would stand behind you, right? And while you two were talking, somehow I would slap your hand into his head, right? Like like slap your slap your arm up where your arm is loosely stand, like by your by your waist or whatever and I'd also just hit it up. And then when you instantly hit that person, that makes a reaction where they're about to swing. So then you have to fight.
2: You're a jerk.
1: (laughs) I was kind of a jerk. I had kind of a jerk moments.
2: (laughs) Effective, though, yeah.
1: (laughs) But that's the best way. I mean, think about it. Like, someone try it at home right now. Like, if you're up there and you're talking with your homeboy, just hit them in the face and see what happens. They're going to hit you back. Like, no no matter what. No matter what the problem is, they're going to hit you back. So that was always a great way to instigate. I went to the Don King School of uh, learning how how to instigate a fight. But... Yeah, no, I was never about that life. I
2: would use a Mortal Kombat reference, but you won't get it. So
1: No, no, <laughs> I definitely won't. But, Vice Raider, thanks so much for that that tweet. I do appreciate you. I uh, want to get to – and I, I got some, plenty of uh, feedback that I want to get to as well. I threw the question out there. What are you fired up about when it comes to Raiders football this season? And what are you still concerned about? And then also I asked about Nate Hobbs. What do you think his role will be? And the reason I asked that is our good friend Ari Mayrov from the dot com put out a piece about 32 players – on uh, 32 teams, right? One player from each team that he's most intrigued by, and his player was Nate Hobbs. He said not having a solid secondary is not ideal in a division like the AFC West and a conference like the AFC. The Raiders are banking on third-year cornerback Hobbs, who primarily lined up inside as a rookie but played more on the outside last season. Hobbs had more success in the slot than he did on the outside. Where he ends up playing likely will be determined in camp. So I threw a question out there about Hobbs. What do you think he does this year? Where do you think he plays? Uh, and we got one text from the 805 Raider. He said, Hobbs needs to stay in the slot. Too good of a tackler. I'm getting more and more worried about the backup quarterback spot. Aiden O'Connell, Brian Hoyer is a losing combination. That's 805 Raider, and then Devin in San Diego. I'm most excited to see the continued greatness of Max and Devontae Adams. Coaching is and has always been my main concern. I don't trust these coaches. I attribute a lot of their failure last season to poor coaching. I don't think that that will or has changed, but I hope I'm wrong. As Devin. In San Diego. So keep those, uh, those texts coming. You can always call when we don't have a guest as well at 702 365 9200. Now, I wanted to get to a few sound bites that we heard yesterday uh, from Jermaine Illuminor and also head coach Josh McDaniels. We heard a couple from Coach McDaniels yesterday. So let's start off with Jermaine Illuminor. And look, this is a guy who the Raiders resigned. When they resigned him, he said him and Colton Miller were going to be the best bookend tackles in the NFL. Right. And so there's been moments at camp so far where he's had false starts. I've seen him running laps. I've seen him standing by himself as an offensive lineman. It just kind of looks weird because normally they're all together. But right now he's a starter in camp. And he's obviously got to do everything he can to hold on to that. So here's Jermaine Illuminor talking about going into camp as a starting right tackle for the Raiders. Yeah.
3: um, It's been dope. This is the first training camp in my career I've been able to come in as a starter. Um, But then, you know, that adds more pressure. You know, you got to. Being like in this camp, is more about solidifying my spot than it is earning it, but then also, you know, we have talented guys in the room, Thayer, Brandon, even Justin, you know, a lot of them can play right tackle also. So it's more about, you know, improving every day myself and solidifying my spot, but then also finding ways to get better. And, you know, I go against Max every single day, and, you know, Koontz is developing. He's getting better and better, and I'm excited to go against Tyree whenever that is. And, you know, so that's what it's really about this year. More so, not really... You know, hanging on to last year because that was last year, last 2022. This year is a brand new year. It's a new challenge, and you know, with that challenge comes a lot of people on my face. But first of all, it starts with camping, just to look for my spot.
1: So there's Jermaine and talking about you know being the starting right tackle right now in camp and how it's the first time in his career that he's ever had that opportunity. And, of course, he's got a lot of competition out there. He mentioned the competition, and going up against Max Crosby every day is not easy. Now, he mentioned Malcolm Koontz. I haven't seen anything. That's just me. I haven't seen anything from Malcolm Koontz. Maybe he's doing something, and I I just haven't noticed it. But when it comes to 51, it's similar to 25. 51's out there, but he's just out there. Uh, He mentioned, you heard him talk about last year, and he didn't want to really think about last year. But, you know, the offensive line, they did have a high grade, Obviously, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing. So, here's Jermaine Illuminor talking about that high grade. And if that was any kind of vindication for the offensive line that so many of us, including myself, questioned heading into last season.
3: Yes, but no. You know, we definitely – it was cool having Josh and him be a lead in rushing in the NFL. But it also puts a target on your back because now if we don't play up to that standard, and not even playing up to that standard, we want to play higher than that standard. We want to be one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. You know, we're returning to a five starters. And – we want to take that next step and truly be one of the lines that everyone talks about. And I feel like some people will really just let all the things on social media get to their head and that's just a recipe for disaster. If you go out there and you're like, Oh, you know, profitable focus is the same with that, we're this or we're that. You know, me and Colin are this and Jerry's that. You know, if you really look into that and let that, you know, you know, blow your head up, you will go out there and you get smacked in the mouth week one and, you know, all those ratings and everything will just go away.
1: There you go. Jermaine Illuminor right there talking about the high grade. And, yeah, it's vindication, but not really. And then he mentioned the target on his back. I like that. And target on the, on the offensive line's back. I hope all of them feel that way and that they have to do better. He said raise the standard, raise the bar. That's something that they have to do. Their offensive line did well, but I think everyone would agree that they could have done a lot better, especially in pass protection. So that's what they're trying to do. That's what Coach Priscillo is trying to build with this offensive line. And he's been a guy that I've seen in Jermaine Illuminor's ear. I've seen him in Colton Miller's ear. I've seen him in Thayer Mumford's ear. Coach Priscilla is a dude who gets after it. There's no doubt about it. He gets after it. So uh, here's Jermaine Illuminor talking about his dynamic relationship with offensive line coach, Coach Priscilla.
3: I think that, you know, the position we play, it's a lot of moving parts is, you know, one time you're blocking a five, then you're blocking a four-ride, then you have to go out and block the safety if he's blitzing on the edge. Like, there's so much that you have to do in this position that sometimes in the heat of the battle, you can just, you know, overreact to some things. You know, if he's shouting at you, you say something back, and then, you know, just having that relationship with him where it's like we get off the sideline, we're like, yeah, you know, we're good. You know, we are just let, you know, just let bygones be bygones. Let's just move on. You know, it's kind of like having a next play mentality you know, when, you know, things are said. You just let him go because at the end of the day, you know, you don't truly mean them. You know, we have a relationship off the field. I've known Carm for five years now, and he was one of the first people I told that I'm having a kid. And, you know, just that relationship I've built with Carm over the years because I was with him in New England when I was going through all the, you know, like I said, the mental stuff of this game. And, um, you know, he's been with me through everything. And, you know, at times on the field, it can look like we're just fighting and arguing. But at the same time, we both want the same. Like, we have both the same goal in mind. We both have a high standard, a really high standard for the way we want to play the game here, and we both know what we want. So, you know, just heads are going to clash in this game. But at the end of the day, we know what it is.
1: His words, not mine. It's going to look like they're out there arguing and fighting on the field. It does. <laughs> his words, not mine. It does look like that at times. And I've seen Coach Priscilla be in his ear. Hey, we're not going to be the weak link. Don't allow us to be the weak link, you know. And, and that's fine. I'm – I'm built like that. I have no problem. I know everyone can't handle that. I'm built like that. You know, if if I'm messing up or you feel like I'm messing up and you need to yell at me and get me to get my, my backside in, in line, I'm good with that. That's cool. I know everyone's not built like that, but that relationship that they have, uh, as you heard him talk about when, you know, he was the first person he told when he was, found out he was having a kid, I mean, that's, that's awesome, you know, and, and, and so it shows that their relationship can be one where – they, you know, scream and yell at each other or get mad at each other. But at the same time, it's all for the same common goal, which is improving. You know, everyone getting better around them. And so I, I can appreciate that. Again, you're listening to Jermaine Illuminor, uh, what he had to say at his media session yesterday here on Unnecessary Roughness on Rain Nation Radio 920. Something that Jermaine has talked about a lot. I remember going back to last year was mental health. And that is such a big deal. And I feel like the older I get, the more I understand how important – Uh, mental health and making sure you take care of your mentals is is a big deal. Something that, you know, even probably a handful of years, like five years ago, I don't think anybody was really talking about. Maybe it was more than that, but it feels like it it, it was recently that people really started focusing in and paying attention. Well, Jermaine went out and went home to England, and he talks about mental health all the time and getting his, his mind right, Going home to England helped him. So here's Jermaine Illuminor talking about going back to, to England and how that helped his mental health.
3: Definitely going back to England. You know, that's something I've been trying to plan for, let's say, six years now. And going back there and being able to host a camp on the same field I actually started playing football on was an amazing experience. But then also the fact that, let's say, about 90% of those kids had never played football before. And being able to introduce them to the sport and, you know, put a smile on their face – and just let them be out there and being kids. It was amazing. And also um, going back home, seeing my friends and my family. I got to see some guys I went to school with 14 years ago. And that definitely, it it, it hit different because it showed me how far I've come and how far I have left to go. And it just made me want to be successful in this sport even more so I can bring it back over there on a bigger platform. And I had about 55 kids in my camp this year. Hopefully next year I plan to have around, let's say 150 to 200 and then do it in multiple locations in England. So growing that, that's a huge thing for me mentally because that's one thing I'm really passionate about. And I feel like in this game you can get stressed about the little things and if you don't find something to somewhat help relieve your stress, then it will just consume you. And going back to England was one of the things that helped just you know mellow me out and really my mind where it needs to be and given the motivation I needed going into the season.
1: Jermaine Illuminor talking about going back to England. That must have been pretty cool, right? You're hosting a football camp in England on the field that you learn how to start playing football, right? I mean, it's a different animal. Obviously we know the NFL is worldwide. Now we know that they're very global. They're everywhere. There's games being played all over the country, which is fantastic. All over the States, which is fantastic. All over the world, which is fantastic, right? That's just what the NFL does. And, uh, you know, England is, is, is a near and dear to Jermaine's heart. Obviously, being from there, and uh, it's funny hearing him and Jakob Johnson, who's from Germany, go back and forth and talk their trash about England and Germany amongst each other. And even in the locker room, I think it's a really fun dynamic to be able to check him out. But just to know that it went going back home helped him with his mental health side of things uh, is also a good thing. And, and again, I mean, that's something that's important for everybody. It doesn't matter if you play football or just your everyday walk of life, man. I mean, that's something that's got to be – uh, big time, important. And the final soundbite I want you to hear has to do with Jermaine Illuminor is about sweating the small stuff. And, and he, he references social media, and I say it all the time, that Twitter is a cesspool. And, you know, I wouldn't be on set Twitter if I didn't do this job, but that's just kind of what we do, right? So we're on it now, and uh, the minute that I don't have this job anymore is the minute I'll say peace unless it tells me peace ahead of time, which it could. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, the way things are going, it might might tell me peace tomorrow, which is okay. That's just what we do. But here's Jermaine Illumina talking about not sweating the small things.
3: I think I'm doing better. You know, the first couple of seasons in the NFL, I kind of let that affect me, especially in New England um, during the COVID year when I had to move to left tackle. You know, I was dealing with some things mentally and physically, so I wasn't in the right place. And, you know, in that state of mind, it only takes one thing to really, you know, knock you off your, you know, off your seat and really affect you. And, you know, that was a really bad year for me mentally. And so I've learned from that. And then I also have people here, you know, Daryl, he is um, one of the new, he's on staff here. He was with me in New England and he helped me get through a lot of things there mentally. And I mean a lot of things. And to have a guy like that here is that's huge for me and huge for a lot of guys because this sport can take a toll on you on the field and off the field. And I tell a lot of the young guys, you know, you got to have some sort of release when you get home. You can't truly, you know, everyone says you got to focus on football 100%. You got to give everything you have to this sport. If you do that, it's going to consume you. And, you know, I tell the young guys, because I went through it, you know, I let this sport consume me. I let social media just destroy me from the inside out and mentally put me in the worst state I've ever been in. And so I tell them, you know, don't look at social media. People are going to say what they're going to say. It doesn't really matter. If you flip scripts, they definitely couldn't do what you're doing. And, you know, you just go out there and just play ball and have fun because if you're doing that, you're going to be the best you. And if you're the best you, you're going to do your thing on the field. And then all those people talking neg- negative about you are going to be, you know, just saying a bunch of positive things about you. By that point, who really cares? You know, it's just words on the, your phone. And it took a while for me to get to that state of mind or that mentality. But I truly feel like this year I really have a you know a grip on
1: that. Man, that's such great advice right there from Jermaine Illuminor. Really great advice, especially when it comes to social media and not worrying about what you know uh, eight nine ten three six five whatever his number is uh, at yahoo.com behind a, a screen says. Because man, uh, as I know very well, that you can get caught up in that conversation, and one, you can go down a rabbit hole that you can't come back from. And you'll sit there, and you'll waste so much time in your life, and you're like, man, what did I just accomplish there? Absolutely nothing. It doesn't matter how nice you try to talk to people. If you try to show them respect, it don't matter. It just doesn't. It's just uh, we call them keyboard uh, warriors or or keyboard tough guys. And it's just – It gets so old and and it gets exhausting. So uh, I can only imagine because I'm nobody compared to, you know, Jermaine Illuminor. Jermaine Illuminor is a right tackle in the National Football League, and we know how passionate fans are. I don't care what team you're a fan of. I mean, people, they get mad over fantasy, right, or fantasy football. Uh, He didn't have enough yards. What are you doing? Or he didn't have a touchdown. I mean, people get mad, like real angry. They don't care about the wins. They care about how it affects them. So I can only imagine the kind of stuff he had coming his way. You know, and, and you know, as I mentioned, even in in practice, seeing him have a few false starts and seeing him run some laps, I can imagine if that was a game and that false start cost cost that team the the victory. I can imagine what his social media would look like in that scenario. So, I think his uh, I think his his you know, advice that he gives and, and gives to others about it is is definitely the right approach and, and something that we probably all should should make sure that we exercise and try our very best to exercise. And I know sometimes I just have to look, shake my head, and just walk away and be like, you know what, I'll take this L. That's fine. <laughs> People get mad when you take the L. That's what's funny. People get mad when, you know, it's like someone will say something. I'm just like, yeah, you're, you're right. Oh, now you're being a smart ass. No, I was just giving you – I was just letting you have it, man. Like, it's good. You know, I, I I could be wrong. It's all good. But, man, I'm telling you, like I said, it's a rabbit hole that you don't want to go down. I don't want to go down. I catch myself going down every once in a while. So there you go, Jermaine Illuminor. We'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels in just a little bit. But I did want to get back to – uh, the question that I threw out there, topic of the show today. And, again, we have Tony Crosby the second from the Slashers coming up in about uh, 12 minutes from now. Uh, what are you fired up about Raiders football this season and what are you still concerned about? That is the question. And then also, what about Nate Hobbs? What do you think Nate Hobbs' role will be? How is he going to do in year three with the silver and black? Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy. Quick, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? You
4: know what, let me get my, uh, what's up, people, how you doing? I'm
1: blessed. I uh, hope you're doing well. Good, yes, man. Sir. Appreciate you.
4: Um, let me get my violin out for these guys real quick because <laughs> I am just literally playing it. and oh, yo, whoa, it's me. I was in a bad spot. Dog, I get up every day to go to work. I don't want to hear about you being in a bad spot. If I underperform in my job, I get fired. My man is out there already committing penalties, and we haven't even strapped it up yet. So uh, get better. I don't want to hear where you were or what you think you were between him and Hunter. I, Hunter's obviously performing better. So get there, Jermaine. Like nobody's going to do it for you. And, and stay off the internet and all those other things. As far as what I'm looking for the most this season, just the boys to get out there and ball. We got a lot of downers right now, including myself. I want to go out there and, and be proven wrong in some ways. You know, I want to see hopefully some pizzazz, I guess, from Josh McDaniels and his office. Let me see a little something different than what I saw last year. We line up and run the same kind of garbage we did in the red zone as we did last year. I'm cutting the TV off, bro. q have a good day. Appreciate you, man.
1: Hey, thanks for the call, Quick. Appreciate you as always. And it's funny that you mentioned about the violin and, and not feeling sorry for it. You know, look, like, it's funny. I, I remember a coach I had one time. Uh, I don't know what it was, but it was like two or three plays in a row that I just I just didn't do what I was supposed to do. And so I looked over, and I was like, my bad. And finally, he was like, I don't want to hear my bad. I don't want to hear my bad. Take that my bad and take it somewhere else. I, my bad ain't going to make the play right. Just do it right, and you don't have to worry about saying my bad. He said, I don't want the my batters. And so it was funny because it made, it made me think of – I don't know if you've seen it, Ari, and I'm sure someone probably knows where I'm going with this already. There was a video out of like different – different basketball players like there's the my bad guy and then there's the the there's I I forget what it is there's a video it's like a YouTube or something like that and it's about five or six different styles of basketball players and there's one guy that everything he does is wrong he's like hey my bad bro hey my bad my bad dog my bad like you know like justifying it and that's what I thought of when quick was saying I don't want to hear that you're in a bad place just do better just do better I don't want to hear all that I don't want to hear my bad so, no, I mean, he, he brings up a good point. I do feel for him when it comes to, like, all the social media stuff. But, like I used to say about Terrace Williams, who went to Baylor and, and was a Dallas Cowboy wide receiver, and he used to say how bad it was uh, on Twitter and Facebook and that he couldn't even open it up without people, like, slamming him all the time. I said, well, in that case, don't open up the Internet. Get off the Internet. So, you know, but it sounds like Jermaine Illuminor is doing a lot better there. Uh, but the, the, the penalties do concern me, right? Having false starts in camp, that concerns me. There's no doubt about that. And that's why I think him and Thayer Mumford are in for a real battle because I think Thayer Mumford is doing a pretty good job so far. Small handful, of, uh, small handful of, uh, of practices, but I think he's doing a pretty decent job. So, Quick, thanks so much for that, that call. I do appreciate you. Man, I got to find that video. Cause you will die laughing, Ari. You will die.
2: I mean, it sounds like the workplace too. Like, there's always there's my bad guy. There's excuses guy. There's, yeah, yeah, you know,
1: yeah, exactly, I mean, exactly. It's it's the you know it's, it's someone else's fault guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't me. Right, right. You know, <laughs> I I, man, good. I I wish I remembered exactly what the video I'll, was, but it was it. A, it was like a hoop court full of people, and every single guy was identified, and that's and the, the my bad guy was the one that just made me laugh. But the, like I said, I said it. I said it a couple times in a row to uh, you know when I was playing when I was playing basketball and I was like my bad my bad my coach got so mad he said I don't want to hear my bad.
2: <laughs> that was it, right?
1: That was it. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to hear my bad. Just get it. Just do it right. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're it also right?
2: it does sound like Quick's got a couple fantasy uh, elements going on there. <laughs> I I actually I get his passion. I love it, but uh, I mean, and I'm not accusing him of being one of these people, but yeah, the, sometimes it's like it's a separation, like. You got to understand what the difference is, and I'm not saying Quick didn't, but sometimes, they're you know, I don't know, they're like, oh, I just had a great steak, and it's like, screw your steak, get on the football, you know, field, and <laughs> that kind of stuff, but yeah, you're right, you got to show it on the field, too.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt, there's no doubt. Um, let's see, we got a text from the 707. AQ. Hey speaking of the 90-man roster, wasn't there an allowance for 91 due to the foreign player placement? Also, is that particular defensive player in camp? And yes... There is still. So, so technically the Raiders have 91 guys in camp because they do have the exception for the foreign player. And, and the foreign player could actually end up, um, he could end up on the practice squad and he wouldn't count against that, uh, against the 16 count either. And I'm trying to remember, uh, dang it, I can't remember. I was just talking about him yesterday, not yesterday, two days ago with Jason Horowitz. And I'm trying to remember uh, exactly who he his name was or what his name was. I want to say he was oh David Agoha David Agoha yeah he's a defensive end he's number 62 so there I'm I remembered his number and didn't remember his name and I I'm, I don't remember who was standing next to me but they said I wouldn't know what uh what David Agoha looks like and I was like I don't know what David Agoha looks like like I'm I'm looking for his number 62 but I do believe he's out there I just I haven't really paid attention to what he's doing so uh, thanks so much for that I appreciate you um let's see got another one uh, this one's from Jim and Yonkers. Hobbs plays better at slot. we Will play better if we get more pressure on the quarterback. Don't give up on Aiden O'Connell, a former walk-on. Too soon. Thank you. Uh, no, and, and I'm not giving up on Aiden O'Connell. I'm interested. It's so funny when it comes to Aiden O'Connell. It's like the, the feelings on him are far one way or far the other way. It's no, it's no like in the middle, like, hey, this guy could end up being something. It's either like, oh, he stinks, or no, he's going to be great. <laughs> There's no in-between when it comes to Aiden O'Connell. And I don't know what he's going to be. I, I don't. I mean, I said it when he was drafted. I thought he was going to be uh, a backup in the league. I just I didn't think that he has enough wiggle in his legs to be able to, to be a guy that's needed the way that they're needed in the NFL these days. But that's just me, and that's just my preference. So I don't know. He very easily could be, like Paul Gutierrez described him as a taller Mac Jones. Well, we all know that Joshua Daniels likes Mac Jones a lot. So maybe he sees Mac Jones in him and says, hey, I can get, I can get a lot out of him. Maybe that's the case. I'm not mad if it is. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, the one thing I do know, we'll see a lot of Aiden O'Connell and we'll see a lot of Chase Garbers in the preseason. Uh, I don't expect to see any Jimmy G, and I don't need to see any Brian Hoyer. No disrespect to Brian Hoyer, but I think we know who he is, right? And he's very familiar with this offense, so he's going to go out there. He might get a couple reps here and there, but honestly, I don't think he needs them. I really don't. I just prefer that they go ahead and throw Aiden O'Connell out there and chase Garbers and and let the chips fall where they may. I would like to see Jimmy G out there. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to get all his work during uh, the joint practices with the Niners and also the joint practices with the Rams. i got one more text that I wanted to get to from uh, Lois Cali Raider. He's at Q. Excited to hear that interview with Tony Crosby Jr. Being a five-six guy myself, I've been wanting to get a Slasher jersey. Ask him where we can get one with his number on it. Thanks. That's Lois Cali Raider. Great text and great timing because he's going to join the show next. We're going to talk to him about his game that he has tonight. They're going up against uh, Ozone. Ozone's a very, very physical team, so I'm interested to see what Tony has to say about that, plus the fact that he's just one of the best players in slam ball. I know he's the most exciting player That is for sure. So Tony Crosby will join us next, but before we get to that, how about we go ahead and look for caller number nine. Why don't we get you qualified for four tickets to an Aviators game? It's going to get you one step closer in the Lotus Summer of Fun. What's the Lotus Summer of Fun? Well, this week it's a week in New Mexico, hot air balloon trip in Albuquerque, then three days in Santa Fe, plus $1,700 cold, hard cash on top of that. But – Maybe you don't want to take the trip. Maybe you just want to take the cash. You can take $3,000 off the rip, and that's in your pocket just like that. Take the trip. Take the cash. First step is you got to get qualified for four, those four tickets to the Aviators game. games. So call number nine is what we're looking for right now. 702-365-9200. Tony Crosby, Jr. joins us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. This is a great matchup right here. I'm going with Lawrence.
4: <laughs> Tony was going to between the leg windmill, and then as you saw in this replay, it looks like he sees him go
1: up, he's going to windmill, I'm going to bring it back down, and what an adjustment in midair that Tony Crosby just made.
0: This is Unnecessary Roughness, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy, Q.
1: First of all, i got to give a big shout out to my guy, Aaron, who got registered for the four tickets to the Aviators game, which gets him one step closer. In the Lotus Summer of Fun. But I also got to shout out my man, Tony Crosby II as uh, he is one of the most fantastic and exciting players to watch when it comes to slam ball. And you heard a little bit of a somewhat of a highlight right there, Slashers versus buzz saw, a little Tony Crosby highlight. But he is a human highlight reel, and he joins us now on the phone lines. And, Tony, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. I do appreciate you. Man, what has it been like being a part of slam ball and knowing that, uh, you know, you're one of those guys that everyone wants to go see, and, and, man, you bring it each and every time you take the court? It's
0: been a movie, man. Living, going out there, jumping on trampolines, dunking on people all day with the crowd, the energy, everything. It's like them in a the movie.
1: <laughs> it looks like a movie. It really does. And, of course, everyone talks about your size being five foot six, but you jump out. I said earlier you could jump out of any gym in America. I mean, what is it about slam ball and that trampoline? And when you get out there, man, you just do some wild things.
0: Honestly, just getting the uh, opportunity to showcase my skills. A and doing it against guys strike my side is always like a challenge, but it's the energy boosts up man, it's confidence it's just fun, man.
1: I bet. I have no doubt about it. Again, Tony Crosby Jr. joins us here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Necessary roughness. So yeah, the Slashes are off to a four and three start. And I've been at a few of your games, and the crowd uh, loves your team. You have a fantastic team. Uh, Lonzo's on the team. Amir's on the team. You're obviously on the team. Uh, what is it about putting together a really good slam ball team?
0: Uh, it's just everybody buying into the system and having multiple guys that can just go score the ball, from you up the handlers to those taking off to rad, dropping dimes, Mary the cut. Amir comes down a uh, middle windmill on people all the time. You just don't know what to watch.
1: No, no, you don't. And, and Amir blows my mind. I mean, he's a he's a stopper, and that's probably the hardest position in slam ball. And there's something about him. He just seems like he's just built differently. Like even other teams going up against them, they don't really want any of him. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, not at all. That man is a tank. Good, <laughs> good, pure busted.
1: Yeah, he is. And then when he goes down court, you know, when he's got the ball in his hand and he's going down the court, uh, it's like everyone get out the way. It's, it's, again, I just don't – he's just built differently, right? And, and it's just – I mean, when, having a guy like that on your team, how much, does help, how much does that help you play even better?
0: Oh, it helps a lot with him being able to stop everything in the back, give me some easy fast breaks, and I get one-on-ones with the stopper, so. though. You know it's showtime man.
1: Yeah, and you have a lot of show time and you've been featured in a lot of uh, face-offs and that's probably the most electrifying play in Slam Ball. What's going through your mind when you're getting ready for a face-off?
0: Uh,
1: first, catch my breath because I'd be exhausted out there.
0: Then second, it, uh, it's just the timing thing. So if they don't get in early enough, go in there, click, do whatever I want. If they get in there early, just jump over them
1: you jump over them for sure that's something that uh that is never denied i've seen some uh some youtube videos of you in practice and you're doing some between the legs multiple times and i mean how creative can you get off those trampolines
0: uh i've done a quadruple tween a behind the back double tween we're just getting started on uh you know the limits of the trampoline it's only been like too much training and everything like that so once you get a big lead in one of these games, i definitely break out some of the shirts in the bag.
1: Nice, nice. I like it. Again, Tony Crosby, Jr. is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So I've been in the in the stands watching your games, and, and your family and friends are right there cheering you on. How much fun is that to have your family cheering you and saying, okay, show some, something, Tony. Show some. something. I want to see something, Crosby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a little bit of pressure knowing that everybody wants to see you go down and still being able to play the game right and keep their head focused. But I feel like my best way to meet the folks is to go out there and have fun. Ain't no not thinking take things too seriously.
1: Well, I'll tell you, they they cheer you on and, and and I love it, man. It's entertaining just sitting there watching and seeing them get fired up and seeing you uh fire up the crowd. Like you said, it's like a movie, man. But I mean, you're just almost like an actor out there. It's just it's so much fun. How much is this opportunity meant to you, just to be able to be part of Slam Ball again?
0: I remember watching it when I was a kid, so being able to bring it back and bring it back in this fashion being on ESPN and getting an opportunity to just showcase me and my skills and do it with great people is just amazing. I couldn't ask for anything more. What, uh,
1: what is it like going up against a team like Ozone? I've seen them play, and they're a very physical team. They haven't won a ton of games, but they're very physical. So does your approach change at all?
0: Um, It's definitely going to be interesting because they got a lot of guys that want to hit out there, like Brian and Q, and they got the high flyers. um our guy Keith in the middle that could give you 40 any night. They haven't really put things together yet, but we don't want to overlook them at all. I mean, they have two different mix of stoppers. They have one that's like a high flyer, and then one that's 6'9", and just a straight bruiser. So <laughs> just taking that into consideration with the game plan.
1: Again, Tony Crosby Jr. is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. So going back to, to your size and I hate to just emphasize that, but I mean you're going and you're taking hit after hit after hit. What does your body feel like after a couple of slam ball games?
0: Honestly, man, I'm feeling great. I'm built prepared for this. I live in the weight room. So I bench about three hundred, squat about four eighty five. So I was I was built
1: for slam ball, man. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's like a good thing. Yeah, yes, that's sir. that is a real good thing because again, man, you're high flying and you take a lot of hits. You take a lot of illegal hits too. I mean, there's there's guys that that hit you all the time just because you're so fast. It's like they they're not trying to be dirty, but it's just it, it, you. You all of a sudden you're you got the ball in your hand and then next thing you know, you're flying off a trampoline. So uh, I mean, it's it's been man. a lot of fun. How important is it for for your team to get off to a good start tonight? Is this next weekend's coming up?
0: Uh, I feel like it's really important to get that first win out the way. Obviously, you want to win both every night,
1: mm-hmm. but if
0: you can't even make it to the main event, it kind of really messes up your uh, record and schedule going on. What uh, what is
1: it? What is it like when you win a game and then you immediately have to turn around and play that main event?
0: Uh, it is very exhausting. But <laughs> it's like you're already up because you just won a game, and then you have to kind of like reset yourself and kind of tumble yourself. But, all right all well, right, new team game plan, lock in and execute for another 20 minutes and just go out there and do your thing.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, man, you're doing your thing. We actually had someone text in and ask if there's a place that uh, that, that we could buy a jersey, a Slam Ball jersey, but with your name and your number on it. Are those for sale somewhere?
0: So we just have the blanks right now on the Slam Ball League website. So okay. we should have player jerseys coming really soon. There they you told go. last week, but hopefully in the next couple of days they'll be out.
1: Well, that's what's up, man. I'll I'll tell you right now, I I definitely appreciate you. It's so much fun to watch you. And uh, as soon as I get out there, and I'll get out there this weekend, either tomorrow or Saturday, as soon as I see you, I'll definitely have to come up and say what's up. And and like I said, I definitely appreciate you joining the show today.
0: Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me.
1: Absolutely. Good luck tonight, my man. There he goes. Tony Crosby Jr. right there uh, from the Slashers uh, does a really good job. High flyer, man. I mean, the dude jumps out of the gym. I'm trying to tell you, my man is five foot six and has springs in his leg. You heard what he said? How much he squats? How much he benches? Ari's eyes got huge when he said how much he benched. He's like, wait, hold on, what? Actually,
2: you- I saw some pictures of him <laughs> that already that already showed me. I'm telling you, goes, man, yo. the
1: dude takes hits and yeah. gets hit all the time and he just jumps back up, and there's some times where, he, you know, he'll he'll get hit pretty hard, and then he'll just lay there for a second and then ju- jump right back up and then have to get into a, a face-off. And I'm telling you, man, you want to talk about some intensity? A face-off is awesome. I mean, it really is. I mean, you, it's 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 you versus him. Uh, you know, they're trying to time it right. He's trying to fake you out, and he's trying to jump over you or quick-jump it, and I feel like I'm almost an expert on slam ball because I've seen so much of, of the action and just uh, – just seeing the crowd's reaction. You know how it is in a basketball game when somebody dunks on someone, you're like, oh, you know, and you get that, you get that look. Well, just imagine jumping out of the gym, doing, uh, you know, between the legs a couple times, cocking that thing back and letting that thing rip, and, oh, by the way, you're 5'6".
2: Yeah, that part. As soon as you said 5'6", by the way, you know where my head went. Immediately to Spud Webb. I know it's a totally different sport than right. NBA, yeah. but, yeah. And, in fact, the average height of a slam ball player, as my research shows me, is 6'4". <laughs> right. So still, yeah, he's definitely uh, jumping over people, literally. No, he's Amazing. jumping over
1: people. He's jumping through people. Just in midair, yeah. I mean, he's got all kind of insane just stats, and, and there's so much stuff that's going on that, that it, I mean, he is just one of those players that is incredible. Like he he was, uh, uh, for the week two, all slam ball team, he, he was responsible for 20 points a game, 24 dunks, 11 assists, 17 uh, LBRs in four games last week. Uh, 30 points against the Griffins on Saturday. We're the fourth most by our player this season. He's also tallied 26 points in a win over the Rumble on Friday Uh, for the season. He's sixth in slam ball, averaging 18 points a game, and tied for first in dunks with 34. (laughs) 34 dunks. Ari, I played basketball for a very long time in my life. I might not have had 34 dunks in my life. What do you look? Like, <laughs> you're six,
2: six, six, one. What are you? Five, eleven. Oh, so me being all generous. Yeah, I've had exactly zero. Oh, I knew that. Uh, big surprise. I knew that. <laughs> I, also, I also took it to the hole on a couple tall people like you back when I was young. So I'm can, not tall i never was so. Are, you, you are compared to what I was working with back then. Trust me. <laughs> I, I think I cracked five feet at sixteen, and it was like my big growth spurt. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were small. <laughs> I was hungry though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might have been little, but <laughs> I was hungry. <laughs> I was. But I was. That was the absolute peak of my athleticism many, many, many years ago. So we all know how that ended up.
1: Yeah, it didn't end up yeah. very well. The wife always tells me she's mad because she never got past four eleven. Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: It's a it's a big number. <laughs> uh, she almost made it <laughs> close. <laughs> you got the inches though,
1: <laughs> right? 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 She got to four eleven. Man, she's doing well. Right? She got to four eleven. She almost got to five foot. Like I say, I almost got to six foot. You know, it's like I had a growth spurt my junior year in high school, and I grew. I don't know. I, I want to say I was like, I don't know, five five six whatever. I grew a lot my junior year over summer. And I got to 5'11". I was like, yes, I'm about to be 6'2", 6'3". And it's like, nope, stop. Stop right there, 5'11", sucker. So now I look at Lil Q, who I don't know why I still call him Lil Q because he's definitely not little. Uh, My man is 6'4", going on 6'10", right? He's 6'4", 6'5", whatever you want to call it. And I keep looking at him like, man, I'm glad that you got taller than me but if you get any more taller than me, we got to have a problem that's, here. That's tough. It's, we got to have a discussion.
2: Tough to set him straight like when well, you want to discipline him or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Don't still. It's like, hey, you up there. Right. How yeah. uh, is is there are you is there height in your in your like uh, your parents or family like or your um, grandparents I guess cuz that's how it's supposedly the
1: I mean not really. Not yeah. really. He he just, just I think <laughs> I think what happened, I, this is honestly what I think what happened, we we'll would take a break. I think that God looked at him and looked at me and was like, look. <laughs> This dude ain't gonna be able to pay for college, so I better find a way to help this dude to get to college. So let me give him a little bit extra height. He's already got the ability. Let's give him a little bit extra height. He'll, he'll find a way to college. He'll pay for it himself with a scholarship and he'll be good to go. I, I I just think that that's what it was. (laughs) I think it's just that simple. Like he, like. God knew, hey, this dude's in radio. He can't pay for no college, <laughs> and he's only
2: five eleven. <laughs> and he's <so> only five eleven.
1: <laughs> man, this kid is doomed.
2: <laughs> man,
1: <laughs> he don't stand a chance. So we're gonna give him a little bit extra height and let him go on and work with it. So it worked out. Yeah, luckily yeah. for him, he's working with it because he sure he sure ain't got that six four, six foot five gene from me. But uh, he he's making it work, and you know I can't deny him because he's my damn twin. So there's there's that, but. Anyway, enough about him. 3.44 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Many thanks to Tony Crosby. Slam ball. They're in action tonight. Matter of fact, he's playing around 5.30 this evening at the Cox Pavilion. Uh, it's a great time out. You get about four or five games in if you, uh, if you go over there and check it out, and they're, they're fast-paced. Boom, 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 right? I mean, 30 minutes goes by so fast. Four-minute quarters. Boom, boom, boom. Just go by quick. Uh, i'm telling you you can sit there i've gone over there a few times on a friday night and we'll sit there and watch a couple games and we'll also look up it's nine o'clock at night and everything's over and we're like all right now what now we're all fired up and excited now where are we gonna go let's go get our party on so uh maybe tomorrow night after the zelo maybe i'll head on over there and get a little slam ball action in and check out the fellas and because it's it's a lot of fun they've got the vip section they've got general uh seating sections it's it's if you want to take your kids out and have a good time, that is a place to do it. Slam Ball, check it out. You can check out slamballleague.com and get your tickets if you want. Again, it's at the Cox Pavilion right over there next to the Thomas and Mac. 3.45 is the time. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.
2: I
3: don't do no talking. We get out straight after. No, nah, I'm trying to hit you. You don't talk you, at all? No. Nah. I don't got nothing to say. You've been talking about wanting to hit people since you first Got to that's true, man. That's why I like football. I don't even like football, man. I like hitting people.
0: <laughs> You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio.
1: Cowboys defensive end Mozzie Smith right there talking about he likes hitting people. I don't even like football. I just like hitting people. And that's part of playing football. You got to hit people. So there's that. Slam ball. You can hit people in, in slam ball. That's a combination of basketball, football, and hockey. You, you put all three of those in the blender and you, you, you blend it up, you have slam ball. Obviously, Mozzie Smith is a guy that the Cowboys are expecting to be a big-time player for them this upcoming year. I just saw this note, a little nugget from Mary Kay Cabot, who covers the Cleveland Browns. Of course, the Browns and Jets are in action tonight. Hall of Fame game. Raiders were in that position last year at this time. Hall of Fame game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We were all in Canton, Ohio, and it was pouring down raining, and the damn Hall of Fame game got delayed. Like, seriously? The Hall of Fame game... And it's delayed. We were all sitting in the press box. I was sitting next to Nick Shook. Matter of fact, it's when I met him from NFL.com. And we we're like, this game ain't going to get played. We came all the way to Canton, Ohio. And this game ain't going to get played. But they eventually did. Josh Jacobs had a lot of burn in that game. And I think Raider Nation will always remember that one. But I just saw this nugget from Mary Kay Cabot who covers the Browns. 37 players, she just tweeted out, are not going to be dressing and will not play tonight. For the Cleveland Browns. Not that that's a surprise, but when you see the whole list of names, you're like, dang, that's a lot of players that aren't going to be uh, even dressed in out there for the Browns. Of course, they have a 90-man roster, but I counted them up in the break. 37 guys, including Greg the II, Juan Thornhill, Amari Cooper, Deshaun Watson, uh, Jermaine Owusu, Koromoa, Elijah Moore, Jakeem Grant. Shout-out to Jakeem Grant. He's still hanging around the league. That was my guy. There was a show what was it undrafted back in the day and JaKeem Grant was coming out of Texas Tech and he was part of that show undrafted and he actually ended up getting drafted by the Miami Dolphins and he has he's had a lot of success he's a little dude but he's had a lot of success in the NFL and now he's in Cleveland so he's not going to be playing Josh Dobbs won't be playing Nick Chubb of course uh, Tyrone Wheatley Jr shout out to him David Njoku Miles Garrett of course Darius Smith and many o- many others will not be playing tonight for the Cleveland Browns, but again, it's not surprising. It is preseason game number one, and they have four preseason games. Coming up at the top of the hour, Bart Scott, former NFL linebacker, will join the show. He'll be there in studio with my man Ari. I don't know if they're going to have a little fisticuffs or whatever. I mean, he's going to – I guarantee you one thing. He's going to – he loves him with some unnecessary roughness, so uh, he he loves that title of the show. And, you know, it's funny. Anytime I say the title of the show – Around a former football player, they always, you know, they always feel some kind of way because, you know, roughness in football is always—it's always necessary. At least that's what Bill Romanowski told me. So uh, Bart Scott always has a good reaction when I say unnecessary roughness.
2: <laughs> of course, Romo said that. Right? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's his brand. No, it is. He still man, to this day <laughs> he
1: yelled at me. He yelled at me. It was, this is when uh, I was in Central Texas. I was at the Super Bowl, my very first Super Bowl I'd ever been to, and that was in uh, in New Orleans. It was the who was it? The um, Niners? Yeah, Niners and, and and the Ravens. That was the the Harbaugh ball. Uh, Jim Harbaugh versus uh, John Harbaugh. That was when Cap was leading the 49ers, and um, who was it? Joe Flacco was leading Baltimore. That was when Ray Lewis and the, what was it, Deer Antler deer antler Rub or something like that or Deer Antler Juice. or It was something, something that helped him get back, and I say it in air quotes, helped him get back to playing sooner rather than later. It was some big controversy that they had. Anyway. Bill Romanowski sits down at the table, myself and Craig smoking. Me, I'm good with it because I'm a fired up guy anyway. So when Romanowski starts yelling at me, I'm like, "Yes! Yes! Give it to me." But Craig is very reserved, right? He's very quiet and chill and like you wouldn't even know he's in the room he's so quiet half the time, right? Uh very to himself. So, you know, he says, Hey, welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. We're here on – before he had the chance to say we're on Radio Row, Romanowski was like, unnecessary roughness? All roughness is necessary. And, man, that dude must have jumped out his skin. You know you know how hair stands up on your arm? I think the hair is still standing on his arm from Romanowski yelling at him. Man, he jumped out his skin. He used to get so mad when I'd be loud. Imagine that, right? That's half the time we'd have problems in the studio because I'd be loud and he wouldn't. So – i'm 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 tame compared to Bill Romanowski so when Romanowski got on him oh it was it was great and so ever since then anytime I talk to Bill Romanowski it's always like hey unnecessary roughness is very necessary and he always looks at me and laughs but uh, we've had a great relationship ever since then but that's how that's how it was it was it was formed when he heard us say the the show name uh, uh, unnecessary roughness he's like no r- r- roughness is necessary it's always necessary when it comes to football one quick text and then we'll take a break LJ said, what up, Q? I'm assuming the offense will be fine. Jimmy is exactly the guy Josh wants to run in his system, and the weapons are there. I'm most excited to see this defense take their game to the next level. Adding Peters and his leadership to Max will will be big, I feel. I want to believe we'll see these guys flying around the ball much different than in the years past in year two under Graham. This team will go as far as their defense will take them. That's from LJ right there, and uh, I like it. I want to see the defense. I want to share that same optimism. I think that the defensive players are in place. I really do. I think that they're better. I just want to see them go out and make those plays. I want to see them fly around, like you mentioned, to the ball. Go get it. There's been chances. I've seen them have attempts at balls in in practice. I've seen a couple get knocked down. I saw Marcus Peters come up with an interception. I saw uh, Isaiah uh, Palomoa come up with an interception. That's great, but I want to see more. I really do, and not that I want to see the offense fail in camp. I just want to see the defense make some some dominating plays. I cannot wait till we see joint practice, the Raiders and the Niners. I think that's going to tell you a lot about this team. Bart Scott, he joins the show next. He'll be live in studio. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.